Hey guys, this is the first episode of Separation Anxiety Dog podcast, and I'm very excited to be here with you. So I am a dog behaviorist and certified separation anxiety trainer, and I'm here to talk with you today about separation anxiety, what are the symptoms and all the things around this topic, which is so mysterious and everyone feels so terrified about it. But you don't have to be terrified of it, okay? Because it's not a monster as everyone think is, and I can approve you why <laughs> I think like that. So separation anxiety is a technical term that we use to diagnose dogs and animals and people that show stress um, when alone. This is not exactly how I'm going to talk about separation anxiety here. So I have a very specific description that I want to share with you. So you can focus on that and understand exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about separation anxiety. Okay, because separation anxiety is this big umbrella of loads of behaviors. So we're talking about separation anxiety in a very informal way. When I'm saying that there is this big umbrella, it means that there is dogs or people or animals that would be very attached to only one person or another animal, but there is other dogs that would be um, attached to any any company and every single time they are completely alone, this would be a problem. So as I told you, lots of them are going to have different, sometimes they even have reactions related to specific places. So there are some places that they show anxiety and some places that they don't show anxiety. Okay. So I'm talking about all this. What are the behaviors that the dogs show when they have separation anxiety when, or when they are separated from people in this episode? I'm talking about barking, whining, howling, scratching the door, staring at the door for hours. Some dogs don't make any noises, but they just cannot get away from it. And then pacing around, panting, drooling, um, chewing on things, peeing and purring, and sometimes even being aggressive with the gardens when the gardens are trying to leave the house can you imagine that <laughs> um so each dog is different and the dogs don't have to show all those symptoms or um, a certain amount of symptoms for us to believe they have separation anxiety those normally are signs that catch our attention and then after that we need to assess we need the vet input and we need to make sure that it really is separation anxiety but those are the symptoms that we're always going to pay attention to to make sure that we are not leaving them alone when they are not comfortable with that i'm just going to put this in human terms because you're going to understand straight away so for example i'm scared of spiders and but the way you react to spiders you probably wouldn't even realize there is a spider in the room. I get completely still and I feel very uncomfortable in my body, but I don't make any noise. There are some people that would probably scream and run and jump and maybe even kill the spider, even if they are having a panic attack in that moment. But I don't do that. <laughs> Each person would have a different reaction. And can we say that I suffer less when I see that spider than someone that screams? No, we cannot say that because only you can know if you are feeling um, stress or in panic. No one else can say that. But with the dogs, we need to, we need something because they cannot tell us. We need something to pay attention to. So we, we will look at all those things that I told you. So why do dogs behave like that? 
this is a important point. The dogs need to learn how to be alone. They don't come with this program installed as most people like to think in order to know how to be alone. Think with me that they spend the past eight to 10 weeks with Brida or with you. Sometimes we go too quickly in the training or we don't do training at all. And when we leave them for the first time, then they get completely in panic. Panic is we already talked about this here, but panic is this physical react that your body has in order to survive, right? Because it's something that's perceived as a threat. It's not like you can control your body and be rational in that moment and think, oh no, the human is going to come back because the human he loves me. <laughs> this is what the human does. Or the human has been behind other doors and it's completely safe. It's not how it goes, right? So when you get in panic, this is when our body just shut down the, that part of our brain in. It's, we're just not so rational anymore. Unfortunately, when we reach this panic point, then we have a problem. This is a breaching anxiety when we reach that panic point. And this is why everyone is terrified of separation anxiety training, in my opinion. Because when it happens and we try to deal with that, that is really hard. Then it's already done. Because most people don't have experienced eyes, trainer eyes, and even trainers that don't work with separation eyes sometimes don't have this trained eyes. Even trainers are scared of separation eyes. This is what I'm trying to say. It's just crazy the impact this training has on people. When you don't have those experienced eyes, it's really difficult to read those signs. Um, oh my God, the dog is almost reaching panic. And when we can't read those those signs, then the dog keeps getting in that point over and over and over again. And that dog is getting more and more sensitized with people leaving the house. So the idea of allowing the dog to cry out is not a possibility because as soon as they get to that point, they don't learn anymore. Most dogs, um, they will get in panic and their behaviors will intensify you will see that the dog sometimes starts whining and then start barking and then start howling. Um, but you will hear people saying that maybe they left their dog for four hours and then after four hours barking, then the dog went to sleep because the dog was exhausted. Right? So if we keep doing the training in this way, um, what happened is that the dogs keep having the same reaction. They keep howling and barking for four hours and then going to sleep. And they get fitter, right? They learn how to be awake for longer and longer. And so then you actually training the dog to be more sensitized and back more and be more stressed in those situations. So this is, in my opinion, the main reason why people are so terrified of it. Because if we pass the point, then it's really difficult for the dog to come back and no learning going to happen in that moment. So if you hear someone saying, oh, but just allow them to cry out. And then after 20 minutes or an hour or four hours, they're going to go to sleep. And then you know that your dog doesn't have separation anxiety. Then remember that every single body needs to have a rest. And this is why probably the dog is being able to sleep after that because it's absolutely exhausted. So it's not fun. It's very scary. And I agree. If you are in this situation, I understand why you're terrified of separation anxiety. But there is another reason why I think people are terrified of separation anxiety, which is that you don't use positive reinforcement in this training. What? <laughs> What's going to fall from there? Because 
I know, I know we use positive reinforcement and it works and we love it and we want to be positive with our dogs and we want them to be happy. But this is not the training where we use food. Food is not involved in separation anxiety training. And if you are using food, it's very likely that you're actually sensitizing the dog to receiving mental stimulation gains. So maybe you saw that when you left last time, your dog would not even touching the mental stimulation games, or um, maybe your dog ate the whole mental stimulation game and then started barking. So maybe you got 15 minutes while the dog was eating, and it's straight after when the dog finished eating, then the dog started barking for a long period. So in those situations, probably what's happening is that either the dog is not even paying attention, getting distracted, eating, eating, eating. And then after that, gets in panic because suddenly realize the human is not there. Or you dog already realize that every time you put a mental simulation game on the floor, you leave the house and the mental simulation game becomes the scary thing. Okay, so it predicts the scary thing. Therefore, we don't use food. Okay, I know that I just gave you some really bad news, but now I'm going to give you some great news. So separation anxiety is very treatable. So in my experience, and I warn you now, this is totally biased. It's just what I think. For most dogs and for the humans, separation anxiety is much easier to train than trying to train a dog to stop barking to other dogs in the street. So if you ever tried to do some reactivity training, in my opinion, that's the hardest one. And why is that? Because we cannot control the variables in aggression training, right? But in separation anxiety, I can. I can control everything. So it's so much easier. We just need to set up the dogs for success. But in aggression, most part of the time, I can't control the dogs that are coming in the street. Um, I can't control how close those dogs get to my dog. I can control the noise that they do, the bark the tag making noises um, and all those things can actually make my dog have a reaction. This makes our training so much easier to be able to control and the ups and downs of the training are just not the same as in aggression. In separation anxiety, I can control everything in the situation. And as you guys um, already know, if you still don't know, now you're going to know I'm a control freak. So training is all about having control over what's happening and how to reinforce your dog and all those. This is what I had for you guys today. I hope you don't feel so terrified about separation anxiety training anymore. Um, I hope you feel like there is a lot of hope there. Um, I hope you enjoy it as well. It's supposed to be fun, those episodes, and to give you a little bit more of understanding about the best ways to train separation anxiety. And if you want to learn more, you can subscribe to this podcast and you will hear from me very, very soon about more separation anxiety training.